0: Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy, he has an earth-shelter greenhouse, and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Hello everyone, this is your host, Patrick Keith. This is the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, and this is episode number six. This episode is called The One Basic Principle of Sustainability. Now, if you listen in long enough, I will give you the one simple principle to guide you through your journey towards sustainability. It is something easy to remember. And this one principle can be applied to every area in your life. Now, in previous episodes, I have talked about several important topics that encompass the principles of sustainability. For for example, the zero-waste lifestyle. But over the past couple weeks, I have realized, I've, I've started to realize that in the midst of my enjoying my research on these topics and, of course, learning a lot in the process, I also realized that so far I have failed to discuss some of the basic underlying principles of sustainability. Consequently, I ask myself this question. What are the basic underlying principles of sustainability? So far, I have alluded to many of these different things, that fall under this big umbrella of sustainability but i have also failed to actually discuss some of those basic principles i have failed to inform my listeners of some of the basic concepts that you can incorporate into your daily life i have also realized that perhaps i am giving my listeners just a little bit too much information in these episodes Consequently, when I started reading and researching various materials for this particular episode, the first title of this episode was The Basic Principles of Sustainability. But as I was reading, I realized that I was starting to sound just a little bit like a textbook. So what I decided to do with this episode is to focus on one simple thing. And that is the one basic principle of sustainability. Now, what is really fairly typical for my process of of research and producing these podcast episodes is that I read a wide variety of resources, and I even read an entire book on the zero-waste lifestyle in order to produce the, the last episode. But anyway... What I'm saying is that I learn a lot in this whole process, and the same is true for the basic principles of sustainability. But the challenge is that these principles can actually be very, very complex. In fact, if you dive into the basic science, as well as the economic and social structure of sustainability, you will quickly find out just how complicated it can be. It is comparable to attempting to solve the global waste problem versus just focusing on your very own household. Now, you may laugh when I admit to you that I purchased a book titled Sustainability Principles and Practice. Now, this is a wonderful and very informative 400-page book which I will read, of course. But it dives deep into the hardcore principles of sustainability. And that, of course, is fantastic if you want to take a three-credit college course for this topic. But I still have to break down some very basic principles of sustainability, and that's really what I'm trying to do and accomplish with this episode. But if you want to just very briefly, look at the three pillars of sustainability, which are environment, economy, and society. But what I want to do here is to break things down into simple concepts that are easy to remember, simple concepts that are easy to incorporate into your daily life. In fact, that is part of your challenge for this week. Because I, of course, love to talk about these things and then leave you with a challenge. Very simply put, sustainability means meeting your own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Now, I realize that often the the motivations behind sustainability are often diverse complex and maybe even very personal, but what I want to do here is to think of this in very basic terms. Now, here is something that will be easy for you to remember, and I want you to perhaps commit this to memory. You can think about this when you're driving, when you're sitting in a restaurant, even when you're in the supermarket, because this one underlying principle of sustainability affects every single thing that you do. And here it is. Sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving for the next generation. Now, when I say that, you probably instantly think that I'm being nothing more than an environmentalist. But think of this in another way. Sustainability is not just about the environment. Embedded in this basic principle is economic development and even social equality. So remember that. Sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving for the next generation. But just bear with me for a moment. And allow me to give you some solid examples of just how far-reaching this concept really is. Because, in reality, sustainability is essentially a marriage between environmentalism, social, and economic concerns. For example, environmental sustainability. Now, When we think about sustainability, this is most likely the thing that we think about first. So what is it? Environmental sustainability means that we do not use resources at a rate that is greater than the environment's ability to replenish those resources. Because if we do, what kind of future are we leaving the next generation? What about social sustainability? Okay, let's talk about universal human rights and everyone having adequate access to resources that are needed to keep themselves healthy. And not only that, but the ability to live without discrimination so that they can maintain their cultural heritage. Because if we don't live like this, then what kind of future are we leaving the next generation? Economic sustainability. This means that communities around the globe can simply maintain their independence and have access to the resources that they require in order to meet their own needs. Once again, the one basic underlying principle of sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving for the next generation. So, I will ask you the question, what happens if we don't pay attention to these simple principles of environmental, social, and economic sustainability? Well, what kind of world would we live in? You know, all I can really say at this point is that is the world that we live in today. Predominantly, most nations, most people, most cultures live without any conscious effort to maintain environmental, social, and economic sustainability. So you have to realize is that in order for there to be lasting prosperity, we must take an integrated approach to all of these things. And you know, at the risk of sounding somewhat spiritual here, you have to realize and accept the fact that everything on this planet is connected in some way. Whether you like it or not, everything that we do affects everything around us. It affects the environment in some way or another. We can no longer afford to point fingers and place blame and say, well, China does this, or Russia does that, or the European Union does not abide by this or that. We actually have to to step up and take action. We have to start being an example of sustainability for the global community. And you know, often think about things from a from a historical perspective. And when European settlers came to the Americas, what they saw was a land rich in opportunity. what they saw was an overabundance of natural resources and these were things that were in great demand back home so those resources could be harvested, sent back and sold. And this was happening hundreds of years ago. And I dare say that every single one of my listeners, and you know that I'm right when I say this, the simple fact is that we still maintain that same attitude today. So whether you like it or not, we can no longer live in our little wealthy, consumeristic, greedy little bubble and ignore the fact that what we do every day Affects everything else around us. We now live in a global economy and a global community. We now see the environmental effects of what each nation is doing or not doing. We can no longer ignore that what we do as a people or as a nation affects everything else around us. We can no longer afford to build walls around ourselves and pretend that problems in other parts of the globe have nothing to do with us. And at the risk of sounding political, we can no longer afford to hold on to our overzealous nationalism and pretend that we are the best country on the face of the planet. Because if we continue to act like this, we are actually pretending that the future does not exist. Because sustainability comes down to the kind of future that we are leaving for the next generation. So when I was researching things for this episode, I got to wondering just how long this concept of global warming had had. Been around. And I found this seminal paper that was published in 1896 by a Swedish scientist. And this scientist was the first person to propose the idea that the burning of fossil fuels not only added additional carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, but it also had the potential of increasing the average temperature of the planet. Now, if you want to read this article, and it's really quite interesting, um, I'll have a link to this article in the transcript of the podcast, as well as in the blog post associated with this with this podcast. But it is called "The Discovery of Global Warming," and it is an article that's published by um, Scientific American. Now, I know that through the decades that this topic has been hotly debated, but I also want to point out that here we are over a century later, after this paper was published, and it turns out that this Swedish scientist scientist was absolutely correct. So this brings us back to the one underlying principle of sustainability. And that is, sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving the next generation. But obviously, you know, if you think about sustainability in that respect, it does require some forward thinking. And that said, I do know that there are many of us who are not even concerned about future generations. We just want what is here and now. However, we just cannot afford to think like that anymore. Okay, that said, just for a moment, I want to propose an idea. As far as sustainability is concerned, think of the impact on your life if you lived by this one principle. And that principle is sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving the next generation. If you truly focused on this principle you would then become a very conscientious consumer. If you truly focused on this principle, you would manage your resource consumption much more carefully. If you truly focused on this principle, you would start questioning what you throw away every single day. When you throw away yet another piece of plastic, you would start to ask yourself, what kind of future... Am I leaving the next generation? I will reiterate once again that we really truly have to come down off of our high and mighty North American pedestal and realize that we are part of the problem instead of being part of the solution. We as a nation and as a culture have to stop policing the world and finger pointing and realize that that we must all work together. We can no longer live in isolation, so to speak. And that being said, this brings me to a recent article um, that I read that was published by National Geographic, and it was titled, The U.S. Produces More Plastic Waste Than Any Other Nation. And in the opening paragraph of that article... Uh, It mentions a report that was published by the Environmental Protection Agency. And this article names five Asian nations, that being China, Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand, and Vietnam, as responsible for more than half of the plastic waste that's flowing into our oceans. And furthermore, and I quote directly from this article, President Trump made this statement. The United States has some of the most beautiful beaches and oceans in the world, and the coastlines are are incredible. As president, I will continue to do everything I can to stop other nations from turning our oceans into their landfills. And then this article goes on to say that China may in fact be the world's largest manufacturer of plastic, but the United States is by far the world's largest generator of plastic waste, producing 42 million metric tons in 2016. So this article is just a prime example of finger-pointing instead of focusing on the kind of future we are leaving for the next generation. You know folks, what you truly have to accept is that everything we need for our survival and well-being it depends either directly or indirectly on the natural environment. We have to produce and maintain conditions in which humans and nature can live in harmony in order for our culture, and in fact humanity, to be sustainable. So once again, back to the concept of what kind of future are we leaving the next generation? So when you throw away yet another plastic bottle, or take out yet another bag of trash, ask yourself, what kind of future are you leaving the next generation? Okay, I truly do not want any of my listeners to be overwhelmed by this whole concept. And, you know, most of us have the tendency to to look at the whole world, or perhaps just at our own country, and to regard our present state in total dismay. So now, what I want to do is just give you something to think about. I want to share with you a quote from Margaret Mead who was a well-known cultural anthropologist and as well as an author and a speaker back in the, the 1960s and 1970s. And Margaret said, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful and committed people can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. And if you remember from my episode about The Most Sustainable Countries... It was a small group of local farmers that initially started the movement towards sustainability or towards sustainable energy that changed the entire country of Iceland. They obviously took matters into their own hands, and that is exactly what we must do as well. Now, there is one thing that I was thinking about the other day that has really truly stuck in my mind. And at one time I was hired to work with a Humane Society in South Carolina. And my job essentially was to restructure the entire um, veterinary hospital that was associated with the Humane Society. So needless to say, this was quite a challenge. And I was met with a, a considerable amount of resistance And in one of my meetings with the executive director, she made a statement to me that I will never forget. And she said, the underlying problem is that you need to establish the right kind of culture in the clinic. That one simple thought has stuck with me ever since. So that brings me back to the present. I think part of the problem is that we do not have the right kind of culture in our society. But in order to change that, we must take bold action. We must learn to be an example of sustainability. We must talk about it with our friends, talk about it with our family, our co workers, as well as others. But there are so many ways to be an example of sustainability. For example, When you go to a restaurant with friends, be an example of sustainability by bringing your own container for your leftovers. You could also become a member of a community garden. Practice minimalism. Start using natural cleaners. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Walk somewhere instead of taking your car. Use as much natural light as possible. Stop unwanted mail use products with less packaging, and even start buying local. And these are all really just plain and simple examples of sustainability. Once again, it truly comes down to the kind of future we are leaving the next generation. And that sort of brings me full circle to your challenge for this week. And Because, you know, I love to talk about these things and and leave you with a weekly challenge and something that you can incorporate in your life. Um, So for one week, what I would like for you to do is that every single action that you take, ask yourself this question. What kind of future am I leaving the next generation? From the products that you use every day, the clothes that you wear, the things that you throw away, the products that you purchase. Ask yourself each and every time if this action is an example of sustainability. And actually, you know, speaking of that, that just brings out, I just remembered something. Um, It reminds me of a recent trip that I made to to a local shopping center. Now, First of all, it's extremely uncommon for me for me to even go to a shopping center in the first place. But, however, in this case, I was just looking for some gifts for a couple of family members. And as I went to the self-checkout line, and there were eight stations that were available, there was only one person that had thought to bring their own reusable shopping bags. Only one. So that one person was being an example. And just recently, I was sitting in the the, uh, break room area at work. There were multiple people at the table. Only one person had brought in a homemade lunchbox. Each item that she took out of that lunchbox was obviously homemade food. And each container that she used was either a Pyrex bowl or a mason jar. So once again only one person was being an example. Now as I'm closing or coming to the close of this episode, I want to leave you with something to think about. And of course, don't forget about your challenge for this week. But first of all, you must know that I'm a really a strongly independent person and this is why I live off the grid and insist on managing uh, a great deal of my own resources. But as I sit up on my mountain in the middle of the forest, I also think about how much I love to travel, to see other cultures, other places, and meet different people. But I worry sometimes about the state of the world. And most recently, I worry most about the state of our own country. And in the big scheme of things, I ask several questions. For example, how is it that our country is making a difference for the rest of the world? How is it that our country is making a difference for the whole of humanity? What is it that our country stands for? But I also think that we should ask the same kinds of things for ourselves. As Margaret Mead said, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful and committed people can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. If I can convince you of any one thing today, it is the importance of all of us starting to think a little more outwardly start to look at the big picture. You know, at the risk of sounding childish, I must say that we all of us need to start behaving a little better. But what I mean by this, you know, if people perceive you as being a good person, someone that contributes to the well-being of others, an honest, giving, and caring person, then they will be willing to be your friend, your colleague, mentor, And maybe even help you out in a time of need. They will listen to what you have to say. And they might even accept your advice. But what I I mean by this. Is perhaps start by becoming that thoughtful and committed person. That can make a difference. And maybe even change the world. Because folks this is not about money. It's about attitude. It's about culture, and it's about reaching outwardly to help others. There is one thing I truly want you to remember from this episode. Sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving the next generation. And folks, of course, don't forget about your challenge for this week. Because your challenge is that in every single action that you take... Ask yourself that question, what kind of future am I leaving the next generation? And well, folks, that brings me around to the topic of my next podcast, which is going to be called A Culture of Change. And in this episode, I want to not only talk about how to change a culture, but also talk a bit about how you can change your own personal culture. And the point being, of course, to push you toward changing many of the daily things that you do, changing your own personal culture, so to speak, so that you can move toward sustainability and be an example of that committed and thoughtful person that has the potential of changing the world. But I also want to mention that in the episode after that. I'm going to change my format a little bit, because I'm going to have my first guest on the show. And in that episode, I want to start to make things a little more personal, and my guest is going to be Annette. She has been my partner in crime, so to speak, for almost 15 years, and we are going to talk about our own personal, sustainable lifestyle, and how we went about accomplishing that sort of lifestyle well folks that's it for now i hope you're looking forward to this next week's episode which is titled a culture of change and remember live well and always be sustainable this is your host patrick keith signing off and i will see you next time